0: Welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T Roll. And tonight I'm joined by my good friends, Justin Sandoval, aka Sandy, and the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Gentlemen, so good to be here with y'all. I'm excited for what we got to discuss tonight. Um, but before we get into all of our topics, just want to see how you guys are doing. What's new? Anything exciting going on in y'all's lives? Uh, yeah, uh, I just bought a new grill. Or I got oh. a new grill. for Oh, uh, nice. Just in
1: time. Uh, yeah, just in time for charcoal. the grilling season. No,
2: propane, man. Propane. Yeah. Okay, uh, look at you. Yeah, I was just uh, doing some pork loins tonight, and it was delicious. Mm. yeah Wow. yeah
1: Really uh, leaning into those dad vibes. Yeah. Oh, do you,
0: yeah. Do you like to grill? Uh,
1: I do now. You do now. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. uh I, I don't have a prop- propane grill. Jeez, can't talk tonight.
2: No. Do you have a charcoal one?
0: Yeah, we do. A little one. Mm-hmm. Do
2: you want a bigger one? Because I can get her in my old one.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess you could show it to me later. Okay. Maybe. Deal. Sure. <laughs> all right. Sweet. Do you need a grill? Maybe. Oh, yeah. It. You need yeah, one, Just pass down the line. Yeah. You, <laughs> want,
2: you can have my sloppy seconds. And... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: maybe. <laughs> all right, y'all. We have an exciting show for all of our listeners here. Um want to shout out all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we really love doing these shows for you. Um, want to ask that you would please um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Um, and we want to give you a little tip: you can, if you don't want to hear all of our discussion on the various news topics that we are going to start our show with, you can just scroll down to the show notes wherever you are listening, and you will see timestamps, uh, so you can skip ahead to various uh, parts of the show. Um, t- today's main spotlight, we're actually going to be doing a deep dive on the character of Loki. Um, the Loki series is set to come out this upcoming week on Disney plus man. How fricking fired up are you guys? Very
1: looking forward to that, man. Right. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to see just the craziness that he gets into, uh, just a lot of cool stuff.
0: I'm, I'm so pumped. I, uh, I think when I first heard about all these different shows coming to Disney Plus, I was always the most excited about the Falcon and Winter Soldier because I love those characters. But once I started to see all of the teaser trailers that came out in the last several months, I remember thinking like I cannot wait for Loki. It's going to yeah. be so good. So we're actually going to do a fun um, deep dive uh, into his into, into just the character of Loki, and you know probably have a little bit of speculation time as well for what's going to come in this series but really look forward to having that conversation but before we do that we got some news so our first news topic um is actually another superhero property justin
2: yeah uh we got a small teaser of uh, Shazam 2 the the sequel nice. for D C popular character, which I still refer to him as Captain Marvel. But uh he is uh went through a rebranding and now is Shazam.
1: In my day we called him <laughs> Captain Marvel. Get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but uh but no, yeah, it was like a brief twenty second and it's like uh you get it's pretty much you looking at him in his uniform and you scroll from his like his feet all the way up to the, the his silhouette of his head. And uh, he does a little uh, comedic, uh, like, oh, hey, who turned out the lights or whatever, something like that. Yeah. But uh, really all this is, <laughs> is DC putting themselves out there and saying, hey, we're still relevant in the midst of all this Marvel <laughs> content yeah. coming out. Um,
1: but uh, Shimada, what did you think of that uh, little teaser? Um, I mean, I thought very much the same as you were saying there. It's really just to remind you, hey, Shazam exists. Yeah, um, exactly. Don't yeah. forget D- about us. Yeah. DC exists. Um, I think uh, it's one of the few uh, properties that they have right now that's moving in a positive direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be cool to see what do what's happening with that, and maybe Marvel or maybe DC will learn a little bit because. You know, it's by far the most lighthearted of their um, the movies that they're tossing out right now. You know, it's a very – it's a fun, um, you know, very playful type of uh, – comedic type of movie with yeah. the original Yeah, and I, I yeah.
2: love how, like, it's still, it's still filming, like heavily yeah. in progress filming, and they have this little teaser out. And uh, the Spider-Man movie is uh, towards the end of production, and they still don't have anything out. Nope. So and it really truly is DC just just making themselves relevant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Can't can't blame him for that. I think uh, in light of DC's current form, I'm expecting this sequel to be underwhelming. What do you guys think?
1: <laughs> I mean, I really hope not, because yeah, I, I did not. enjoy the Shazam movie quite a bit. I remember going to go see it uh, for my birthday one year. Uh, well, the year that it came out, I don't remember exactly <laughs> it was, what year. Ago, yeah, whatever but, year that was. But yeah, uh, wasn't dude, long ago. Yeah, right. Um, I think it was like maybe twenty seventeen. Uh, seventeen sounds about right. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been um, that long. Yeah, wow. yeah. But it was. I mean, it was a solid. It was a solid movie. It was fun. You know. Um, you know, there was anything. There wasn't anything super duper crazy in it. But it was just, you know. It was a good watch. It didn't yeah. take itself too seriously. But if is, it follows the yeah.
2: footsteps of another successful DC movie in Wonder Woman, uh, it's then it's gonna be. Terrible. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's terrible. Gonna be it's terrible. Gonna be hot garbage.
1: But maybe for the fact that it's you know has the freedom of not really being connected to anything in the DC universe, maybe that means it'll do better because
0: nothing's yeah. connected to anything in the DC universe. <laughs> yeah. So that's what makes it so special. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, Shazam. Got a teaser that came out. That's cool. Next topic is also superhero. Next news topic is also superhero related, but it's not Marvel. It's not DC. Mm, nope. It's what the heck is it? <laughs> uh, well, Netflix has
2: canceled Jupiter Legacy. Um, yeah. Jupiter's Legacy. Yes. Right? Jupiter's Legacy. Is it?
0: What did that? What did that mean? Was it like the planet Jupiter?
2: Well, see, the th- the thing is, is that. Uh, they're most likely we're going to explain that in season two because <laughs> they really didn't dabble into the yeah. whole, the whole Jupiter's part of the legacy. Um, but, yeah, um, it was a hit or miss. And uh, was as far as the episodes go, like episode one. I feel like um, it was good and it showed the potential of where the show could go. But then, like, as each episode continued to go on. Uh, I just really enjoyed the flashback scenes and not really the, the forward scenes. Yeah. So it did end on a massive cliffhanger, though. So it's just a shame that that storyline couldn't get wrapped up before the, they pulled the plug on it.
1: Yeah, um, it's never fun when a show ends before uh, like it gets time to wrap things up because there's just – even if you just you know were kind of watching it as background or something like that, I very much just like to see where things go. You know, whether they be good or bad, yeah. um, you know, even watching that first episode. I mean, I I actually only made it through the first episode, but I could feel the 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 show had a lot of weight on itself. It felt like it was putting a lot of weight on itself. And yeah, you'll you sense know. that
2: if you they carry on with the rest of the episodes. Yeah, you'll you'll see that they, they definitely put a lot of pressure on execution. And yeah, there's some of the things they they kind of focus a little too hard on and uh it, it just kind of missed but good news is, is that it's based on a uh, comic series so you can actually just go and finish that and then yeah. you'll get you'll get your storyline completion so
0: yeah so does netflix often cancel shows and properties like this i mean they cancel quite a bit yeah i, th- yeah. I thought they did yeah. but i also feel like maybe the reason i'm not totally aware is there was quite a bit of advertisement for this yeah, there was. Right. There there was, was. A lot, yeah,
2: they they went heavy on it just to try to capitalize on, like, the, you know, the superhero-ness yep. uh, of society right now. Like, it's it's really – I mean, we're, ta- we're on a podcast and we talk about superheroes the majority of the time. Oh, we are on yeah. a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so they probably just try to capitalize on that. But it apparently it failed miserably.
0: Well, yeah. I uh, – what's funny is we we were really, really, really close to, like, reviewing season one on yeah, this sh- we <laughs> yeah. <a> show. Yeah, we <laughs> were. Like – we were about a coin flip away last week and saying, uh, should we do it? Uh, maybe not. And then, if you know, I'm glad we decided not to. Yeah. is the point, thankfully, uh, since it's canceled. So see you later, pizza. Or see you, pizza. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice reference. <laughs> you you there, like dude. that? Inside joke. All right. Um, Jupiter's legacy. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, um, a, li- a little more news uh, before we get into our main spotlight. Uh, We've got some news from Sony on the uh the sequel to the uh next Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse film.
2: I'm just excited to, that we're get, that they're actually we're getting a yeah. sequel to this cuz this is truly one of the best Spider-Man properties.
1: It yeah, it was phenomenal and it just it was so different than anything else they had done, you know, but still in the same vein of everything that we had seen with um with Spider-Man and it was also cool that You know, it kind of led into the second Spider-Man video game as well. Of uh, you know, Miles Morales 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 being the you know kind of the lead in that. So it was was a very cool entity, and you know, you know, all kinds of cool stuff with that.
2: Yeah, they went ahead and cast uh, Issa Rae, uh, who is very popular right now, um, as the voice of Jessica Drew, Spider Woman. So we'll be getting Spider Woman into in the next uh, into the Spider verse. So yeah, I'm excited to to see how she contribute to that. Um yep. she she's really funny. Uh I mean, I enjoyed her um in in SNL and uh, yeah. also uh, a few movies that she did with uh oh shoot. What's it Was with? it Tiffany Haddish?
1: Yes, she did a few yeah. with Tiffany Haddish. Yep. But yeah, it it will be interesting. Um I do feel that the feel of the Spider-Man to th- into the Spider-Verse universe works really well when you have comedic actors it, it, it just uh it's it seems weird to think that you know in a scripted uh Animated show or movie, that that's how you would have to kind of go with it. But it just it flows really well, you know. And you saw it with you know John Mulaney showing up in the first one, first one, and even Jake Johnson, who's more of a, um was more of a comedic actor. uh And there was a lot of like, it, it just feels you know smoother, and they're better at. I feel like they're lots of times better at. Um, just keeping things light when you are carrying things into these, um, into movies, and it felt like it did really well with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Very excited about it.
0: All right, boys, it's time to move on to our main spotlight for today's show. We are going to be doing a deep dive into Loki, everyone's favorite um, Asgardian um, son of honor. What is, I mean,
1: what is, Odin, son of son, ill repute?
0: Yeah. Adopted son of uh, Odin. Oh, um, he's adopted. I, uh, <laughs> all right, look. We got a lot of love for Loki, right? Like, Loki is hands down one of the most popular villains in all of the MCU. One yeah. of the most popular characters in general. Uh, very much seems to have kind of like a cult following. Yeah. yeah. He
2: has like that, that Joker-esque uh, following, that cult cultness. Yes. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt.
0: Without a doubt. Um. Maybe not the best villain per se um but certainly up there and um just just an amazing character so in anticipation for the streaming service uh or the streaming series of loki that comes out on disney plus this week which we will be reviewing starting next week um every episode yeah every single episode we're gonna do a review uh but in anticipation for that we thought it'd be fun to just kind of talk about loki for a week kind of make him the focus of our show yeah. and um, talk about the things we what makes Loki so special, right? Yeah.
1: Finally let him out the spotlight. Maybe that'll help turn him around, you know. You know, instead of having to be in that big muscular shadow that Thor throws, <laughs> yeah, you know, across true. I mean maybe that's all he needed in his childhood was someone to be like, "Hey, Loki, Good job,
2: yeah, you know well, see for me, Loki, in every movie or property that he's been in he's kind of like a, a scene stealer, a show yeah. stealer, like that that whole thing, so like even though he wasn't the main character he you 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 were drawn to him, and now you mentioned he gets a spotlight, Yeah. so now all eyes are on him now, will he execute mm. i mean i'm gonna I'm gonna say yes,
0: yes yeah, but yes. uh so I think he will, gosh, he better, yeah, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. all well, right. That,
1: well, that's actually an interesting. Like the way that you put the him being a scene stealer, it all it actually fits really well into him being in the shadow because he had to almost well, his character wise, he had to grab the screen because physically, Thor grabs the screen by his like I said, his presence, his size. You know, everything about him grabs it you know that way so his Tom Hiddleston's acting had to be what grabbed your had to tear your eyes away from <laughs> Thor that's, you know that's he a good had yeah. to you know almost be perfect and he he had executed yes. perfectly
0: no doubt so Loki has I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and count it off here the properties that we have seen him in was the first Thor film yep the first Avengers film yep the second Thor film, which was Thor: The Dark World, yes, and then we didn't see him at that point again. Was it was until Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. I'm doing. I'm thinking I'm, about it. I, that sounds right. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. And then we saw him in Infinity War. Infinity War, yes, for, for a short little cameo. Very short and unexpected, too. Yeah. Um, so that's five films he was in.
2: Well, and then we see him in Endgame, but we don't yep. see him okay. as Okay, fair, him. Yeah.
0: fair, which gets into where the series will take us. Yes. But he was a big part um, of all five of those, except for Endgame. He was a big part of them. Yeah. And it's what's so interesting is I'm sure you guys have, uh, <clears throat> you guys have people come up to you all, all the time, knowing that you're such big Marvel people, especially around Infinity War and Endgame. For that, like, year and a half period leading up to Infinity War and then obviously –
1: Gosh, the dark time between Infinity <laughs> yeah, yeah. War and Endgame. a year, man. That, oh. So like
0: six months before Infinity War and then for the entire year up until Endgame. So I'd say for about 18 months, I would have people constantly coming up to me and saying, hey, man, I really, I really want to know what's going on, but I'm not going to watch 18 movies, you know? Yeah. 20 movies, right? So what do I need to watch? And I felt like I always said something very similar. Like I would, you know, maybe give them the movie recommendations, but I would always say, you know, you really got to watch the first Thor film to understand Loki, and even the second Thor film. You got to endure this, like Thor: The Dark World, which is widely considered probably the worst MCU um, movie. Definitely not, bottom
1: two or three. Bottom
0: two or three. Yeah, that's definitely right. bottom
1: two. It's yeah. definitely
2: not the worst.
0: Not for me and Justin, but we have a very particular. Um, grudge against a certain film which will not be named but anyways um it's iron man 3 it sucked but anyways um (laughs) i always tell people all the time like you really do have to endure through that movie for loki because and and you got to watch the first thor to understand loki in avengers right yes yeah and even the even the way they play off of each other in ragnarok and infinity war which comes like five years later after thor the dark world it's so important you know, maybe it's four years, but whatever, a long time. Um, so he is that important of a character that you got to really put up with some movies that yeah. might not be the best. You know? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely, and it has to do with Tom Hiddleston. Yes, it exactly. comes down to him and and what he gave us on on screen and and forced us to fall in love with him.
0: Really. So why don't we start here? Um, I, I'm I Justin. You are uh, responsible for getting me into Marvel and into the MCU. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes, um, at the time when you started making me watch all these films, Thor had already come out, and um, but so I wasn't around at the beginning when you weren't too far off though. Okay, you but, were you weren't, but I know I wasn't around at the beginning when Chris Hemsworth and um, Tom Hiddleston were cast for the no no yeah. names. No. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about that. I mean, just. What Marvel did in casting these guys, you know, and then how they performed over the years. I mean, I know we're, we're going to focus on Loki. We'll probably at times talk about Thor. You can't. Yeah, you can't.
2: You have one without the other. Right. Know? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was a relative unknown. I yes. mean, honestly, unknown. For me, personally. Yeah. I had no idea
1: who the guy was. At and the then- time, His bro- his younger brother had a larger presence than him.
2: That's true with the Hunger Games, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, and then Tom Hiddleston for me, like I'm, he was like that guy in like that one British show, like that I, that I, I came across. Yeah. In. Like that. That's what he was. He was that, that other guy, that side character. But I didn't know really anything else about him. And then he, then the movie comes out, and the, now the whole world knows who these two guys are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's that that goes a long way. That says a lot about yeah. them as actors.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's very similar to it was almost like the Marvel's version of casting Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock. Like in that sense of he came on and his role, his position was so well done that he just exploded in popularity almost overnight. Whereas like when Sh- when Cumberbatch was cast as Sherlock, it was like a revelation when he was actually on screen. And he kind of came out of almost the same similar obscurity in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean like a name like Cumberbatch is
2: not a household name at that point. But yeah, then after Sherlock, <laughs> yes. it bl- blows up. Sure. Yeah,
1: and I felt like it was like the same thing with Hiddleston. And it was it, it's – it is honestly the largest – leap of faith that marvel has had done and has done i believe even more
0: so than uh rdj at the very beginning
1: um i feel like you know yes um rdj was he, he was a different leap of faith rdj was all about you know, R. D. J. is like the injury-prone running back, and you're kind of bet, you're kind of betting on him to come back because <laughs> he's where, already proven
2: himself. But at, he's already yeah.
1: proven himself. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Whereas okay. Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston were like the undrafted free agent running back who you don't even like. You have no concept of who they are or what they could be. Yeah. And, okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. I can get behind fair. that. Yeah.
0: That's fair. So, yeah, so Tom Hiddleston is uh, cast to play Loki, plays Loki in the first film. And again, there's just, there is so much in, in, a, uh, in a Marvel cinematic universe where for the first, eh, I don't know, 12 or so movies, you really didn't have good villains. I mean, you guys remember for a long time.
1: That We're, was their stigma.
0: Yeah, the stigma was the villains really blew. Yeah, up, yeah. with the exception of one, and it was always, always Loki. Loki, Loki yeah. was yeah. the one exception, and the reason was he got so much development. Yeah, he so did. let's just let's just talk about it from the jump, Th- the first Thor film in twenty eleven eleven eleven. Okay, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the beginnings of Loki on screen.
2: Well, I mean, first off, he's adopted by Odin after he go- Odin goes yeah. to uh, Jotunheim mm-hmm. and completely. Wins the war, yeah. uh, kills off all the frost giants, and then he's a baby, and he gets taken back to uh, Asgard and yeah. raised as his son. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's already a, a crazy beginning.
0: Little icicle.
2: Yeah, a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the the baby Loki is pretty funny yeah. to look at. But, uh, it, oh, you come to think about it, they were doing baby... Baby Frost Giant before Baby Yoda, Baby yeah. Sonic, yeah. all those kind of things. That's right. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's already a crazy beginning. Like you're a, a fish out of water type deal. You're, you're adopted, but you don't even you don't realize it. Like he didn't understand yeah. his beginnings. Yeah, he thought I think, he was Asgardian.
1: Yeah, I think it was it was one of the, it was it was an odd relationship that he had mm-hmm. where. He, I think he always knew that he was adopted. Yes, he, like, he was different at least. Yeah, like he it was it was one of those things where like he knew but he didn't know, you know, um, where he, he just he just felt like he was so different than the rest of his family that it didn't make any sense to him. Like life didn't make any sense to him, and I think that's part of the reason why. That's one thing that makes so much sense about his. Character is that he creates this almost – his his style, his – the way he talks, his snarkiness all comes from being a defense mechanism slash um, – It's like a protective strategy. Yeah, yeah really a pr- protective is. strategy slash uh, a way to distinguish himself, a way to make yourself seem – more, um like you deserve in, in a lot of ways is that he would go out, go about that and because he felt so different and that's why that's what led him to all of these things like it makes sense for the weird kid who was probably more who's more intelligent than his older big you know big strong brother yeah
2: and the uh, more intelligent than his like big muscular brother right yeah. and he had to live in that shadow knowing that he was going to take the throne first and yes. that he felt like he was intellectually prepared to be the yes. king and that odin was just going to hand the throne over to thor and yes. what he thought was going to happen but then obviously the events of thor the movie plays out and that's not the case yeah. but uh the but just imagine that you're you're adopted you're in the shadow of somebody who you feel is inferior to yes. you and you have a father who's playing favoritism and because he is the true son and yeah. you're not the true son yeah so all of that's going on and you're and you're also physically uh, less of a yeah. specimen well, than well and your especially
1: brother. because you it, it, before he I mean he he may have known in the back of his head a little bit but he didn't know that he was not a true son so it didn't make any sense to him why. Thor would be the number one. The number one in his father's eyes. Like he felt like, okay, I'm more intelligent. I'm better at this because I think for a lot of a lot of people, forget just how immature and childish Thor was at the beginning of his his development. Like he has Uh. his crazy development, Uh, even in the first movie. But then overall, like he he has Thor himself has developed so so much and become so much better of a leader and a character in his own right but at the beginning you're like uh, he's 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 legitimately when you think of when you think of the dumb jock like that is what <laughs> he is he yeah. is you know he parties he he's very um <laughs> yeah. n- not only um not only does he party but he's very reckless with his own life and with, and I think what's even more important especially for the way that Loki sees it at that point he's reckless with other people's lives and that is something that you cannot be as a king And I think he feels like Loki does not see that other people cannot follow in the same way that he is doing it, you know? So, you know, yeah, the big, strong guy can go up there and just run through a whole bunch of people. But if you're leading a people or leading an army, you cannot ask your people to do that and not expect a bunch of them to die. So I think that's one of the main reasons why Loki was so – Negative to the Thor being king as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
2: so let me ask you guys this, okay? So uh, it, Thor, all right, Loki the, as a character. What was the scene or what was the, the few phrases of dialogue in that movie? In the that, first one? In the first Thor movie that sold you on Loki and Loki's greatness? You guys have one that jumps out to you? Because I can go first if you guys don't have one right away. You, you can up. go first. All right, so it is... Fairly early on, it's uh, after he is revealed, uh, he finds out that he is adopted and he is a frost giant, and they're there in the uh, relic room, mm-hmm. and he's yelling at Odin, and they're, he's walking towards him, and he's just going on. About, gives him a heart attack, yeah, right? Yeah, it gives him a heart attack, and he's like, what am I, just another relic uh, for you to have out here? Like, what's the purpose of me? Like, yeah. yeah um, and so Odin has a heart attack, and just the emotion that he got into that scene, the... like, I mean, he, he it was one of those acting moments where like spit is falling from your, your mouth because you're screaming, yeah. and, and we, it doesn't always look good, right, on people when like spit's coming out of their mouth, but this was the The intention was there. The intensity was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, from that scene right there, which is fairly early on in the movie, uh, is what sold uh, Loki as a character, Tom Hiddleston as an actor, yeah. and overall, just like I'm about to buckle in and follow this guy's story because it's mm-hmm. going to be incredible. Yeah,
0: no, that's really good, man. I I don't have a line, but I I just remember the the scene where Thor is trying to pick up Mjolnir at the the camp in. I guess we're in New Mexico, right? Where they yeah, yes. they built that that shield base around it and he's like captured and he's like defeated and Loki shows up kind of I guess mischievously. In I don't suit. know. Yeah, he's in <laughs> yeah. a suit and he's talking to him and he's just he's deceiving yeah. Thor, he's lying to Thor. Um, you know, he 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 says that Father has banished him. Oh yeah. Remember? And then at the end of it, like Loki goes Loki leaves Thor in that little room, and then he goes to try to pick up the hammer, and he can't. Yeah. And seeing, seeing him shru- like internally struggle there was yeah. I, I just great. The whole scene was awesome.
2: That is truly a great scene. And, I mean, Loki does rock a suit and scarf combo better than anybody
0: I've ever seen. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. P- pretty darn good. Good-looking fella, man. Good look. He's got some style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in the first Thor movie again. Is it the greatest Marvel movie of all time? No, of course not. But it's so important for yeah. the development of Loki, uh, so much so that in the first Avengers in 2012, Loki is the uh, the main villain of that film. Yeah. And um, another very important movie in understanding Loki, especially – in getting ready for the series that's coming to Disney Plus, this might be the main the main yeah, film right, to watch right. before the series. I would say if you can only watch one thing in preparation for the Loki series, just watch the uh, the twenty twelve the first Avengers uh, yep. back in twenty twelve where Loki the you know the uh, the battle in New York and all that all that good stuff or I guess bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people die. I still want to know how many people died that day. Like the, there's never there's been got to be
2: a body count somewhere somewhere. Yeah,
0: I just would love to know. It doesn't need to be featured anywhere. Just Marvel release it. I've always been curious. Anyways, <laughs> uh, back to Loki. Um, let's talk about Loki in this film again. Just so hell bent on power. Yeah. Right in right. the in the first Avengers uh, of of being a ruler. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, I think an important distinction is in the first Thor movie, Loki was a little bit wish washy on his own thought of himself. I think at moments he was very high on himself, and at moments he was very unsure of himself. And I think by the time Avengers shows up, he has taken that turn to being very sure of himself. He wants, he, he knows what he wants, He's he knows how he's going to try to get it, and how he's going to use his newfound power to um, take over Earth. Um, so I feel like he has made that switch, and he is, Focused on what he is doing. So I think that's important. One of the most important things that happens in Avengers is he solidifies himself in his own perception of himself. Well,
2: okay. Also, think about his mindset, too. Like, his his mindset is to go to rule Earth, but like, why? Right? The reason is because Thor is in love with Earth so much that he's going to go ahead and go, go there. And ruin like so something? Petty. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. pettiest thing, and it's 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 honestly a brotherly thing to do. Like, oh, yeah. bro- oh, your brother likes going there. Well, I'm going to go there and bring all my friends I'm there. Do and it take it over, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but yeah, think about like, okay, so the end of Thor, he like falls off the Rainbow Bridge, and uh-huh. he he yep. goes somewhere, yep. right? So obviously, he, he wherever he goes, he makes a deal with Thanos, saying, "Hey, I'm going to uh, take over and get the Tesseract for you. I'm going to get it for you because I know you're looking for the stones." And so um, Thanos gives him the the Scepter, which yeah. ha- contains the Mind Stone, and then boom. he's the He then uh, wheels his way into getting power and uh, rule over something by using the resources of somebody else because that's what he does. He talks his way yeah. into these situations, and uh, he even tried to talk his way out of it with Thanos in uh, Endgame, and that didn't go too well. But nope. uh, he's a talker. He's yeah. somebody who stra- strategizes yes. what he's going <laughs> to say and how he's going to say it. Yeah. Um and that's that the goes god a long of, way. The
0: god of mischief, right? Yeah, yeah. oh
2: yeah. And yeah. he's and deception. <laughs> he's really like a politician in <laughs> in some ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, he really is. I mean, like when you think about it, um so um another uh person that is very similar to this is if you've ever seen the Mandalorian's um Moff Gideon is a very similar type of character mm. to mm. to um Loki and, you know, having a powerful weapon that is not his own kind of fits that as well. But it's very much he is a he is a bureaucratic leader in a lot of ways. Uh, so you are correct about that. I and mean, he's he's not the bruiser. He's not Thanos. who's going to be. I'll do it myself like that kind of like idea where, you know, he's going to do that. And he's not like Ronin who went down there and did a lot of things on his own. He's not even he's not Thor. Who's, you know, very much in the middle of everything. He's the and it shows up in a lot of his, his fighting style as well, you know you know when you think about a magic user or a spellcaster they're usually further back they're Distance, the person, yeah. Yeah, they're doing range attacks things of that yeah, nature yeah. you know they're they're further away they're they're guiding he's he's more of a general than a than a true fighter in a lot of ways and he uses his he, he manip- manipulates people into doing what they want, and it you know also manifests itself in the way that the scepter works, and he uses this, it, it's a kind of physical representation of his own what he uses verbally on people as well. Um, you know where he's literally taking people over with the scepter, he, but he also manipulates people with the with the things he says and the w- way he's able to get people to act and do things. Yeah. I, even going down to the port where he's in the um, where he's in uh, the carrier and he's locked up and he's you know, slowly, you're like, what's happening? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, things mm-hmm. are playing out. And even though he is literally locked in a cage, he is in control of what is happening. Yep. Yeah, he wanted to be there. Yes. So. That's what Nick Fury said.
0: Yep. Why do I feel like he's the only one who on this <laughs> ship who wants <laughs> to be here? Yeah. yeah. Right? Great, great yeah, he, scene. He, uh, Loki uses his tongue well to deceive. Yes. Uh, when in physical battle, he's smart enough to know what he's good at. Yeah. and not get stuck in a place where he's like in a le- legitimate fist fight with someone who's going to school him. Like, except for that know, one scene with the Hulk. With the Hulk, <laughs> yes. Except for that one. Yeah, that was. Which, uh, which he he let his emotions get to him there. Yeah, he did. He really did. He did. He saw that the tides turning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Big time. Puny god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's um, there classic, is classic. there is there is a great line in this movie um, from Loki, which you guys have actually alluded to already not directly but you guys have both both said this today on the show already uh shortly after thor kind of takes loki from the um i guess the quinjet or whatever they were flying um thor says you know he says these lines where he's talking to loki says we were raised together we played together we fought together uh do you remember none of that and loki snaps back very quickly and he says i remember a shadow Which is what you guys have already said. Yeah. Um, He says, living in the shade of your greatness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says, I remember you tossing me into an abyss. I, who was and should be a king. And I think he's referring to on the rainbow bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, man, I, I watched Avengers again in kind of preparation for this show and for the Loki series. And I've heard this. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. Um, but for whatever reason, hearing that again this time, I was like, man, like, that really is it. That's motivation. one of the yeah. – yeah, that's probably the motivation, you know? Yeah. Um, literally being in Thor's shadow and always thinking, I'm better than Thor. Yeah. You yeah,
2: know? and, I mean, you know, that line could go two ways. Like, he felt like he should have been king because he was better than Thor in, in as far as what Odin was looking for in yeah. a king. But then again, he literally would have been first in line uh, in, on Jotunheim yeah. uh, for the Frost Giant yeah. king king. So take after what Laufey that was yes. yeah, yeah so um yeah so he yeah he should have been the king and uh, asgardians did take it away
0: from him and it's important that we kind of maybe have a distinction and a break here one more time to just reiterate the Loki series although we don't know exactly where they're going yeah. and what they'll be doing we have some ideas some of the trailers have alluded to certain things at the end of the day From what we are led to believe, the Loki that the main Loki that we are going to have in this series is the Loki from 2012. Yes. All of the development that we have talked about thus far, which means everything you hear on this podcast after right now is, at least we're led to believe, not going to be a part of this Loki's, I guess, journey. Unless they find a way to. I don't know, artificially give him some memories somehow or maybe or they give do him something.
2: the opportunity to watch his alter his t- other timeline that maybe. he veered
0: from. They're yeah. like you ruined this. So I want to we'll talk about speculation yeah, for yeah, sure. We'll fine. do that at the very end. L- let's instead now just talk about further development because yes. I think th- I would argue the best development for Loki was really in the next two films. Yeah. Uh, Thor The Dark World, for sure. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. For sure.
1: I think the most important scene in his Absolutely. development is in Thor The yeah. Dark World. Which
0: we'll get there in a yes. second. I can't wait. And then, obviously, um, kind of the culmination of a lot of those things in Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Your savior is here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about Thor The Dark World, man. And then we will come back around to speculation. But, again, just remember, everything you hear now – there's no guarantee. <laughs> yeah. There's no guarantee you're going to get this kind of, you know, l- side of Loki yeah. in this series. So Thor The Dark World, man. Not the greatest film, but let's talk about Loki.
2: Yeah, this is, this is not the greatest film, but Loki does have some of the greatest scenes in this movie. And, yeah. like, okay, so he's locked up for a majority of this of this movie, right? Yes. And um, one of the scenes that gets me is when he's in his cell and his mother, Freya, Ooh. comes and she's talking to him and uh she's 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 talking about i forget the specifics of the scene but um she's like your father did this because he he loved you and he's like he's not my father and then she looks at him he's like am i not your mother then and then the look on his face of like oh my gosh i just like because he cares deeply for freya because she was the only one that treated him like a son yeah and but by her response of Am I, but am I not your mother, right? And then he looks at her, and then he goes to hold her hands, and then, like, she just, like, fades away because she was just uh, there as a hologram type yeah. of deal. But that scene, man, like, Loki Loki understood, like, okay, what I'm saying actually is, like, it's it's affecting. Like, that yeah. was a time where his words got him in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think there, there are points in this movie where he comes to the realization that although he may have been living in Thor's – Thor's uh, shadow. There were some big positives in his life because of that. It's like being—it's very much—it'd be like being the brother of someone who is super. You know, your parents are super rich, but you know, the older brother gets—you know—gets you know the five Lamborghinis, and you only get three, and you feel annoyed (laughs) because you get you get two less. And in some ways, that's how it is for Loki. Is I mean, you're. I mean, you're still a prince of Asgard. You know, in a lot of ways, as you were growing up, you—I mean, you were 100% a prince. You got all the privileges, did, yeah, all the same. Uh, privileges. Yeah, until you did a bunch of stupid stuff. But you know, he does kind of see a little bit that you know there are positives to some of the things that he had, or that he was at least not always the the um, complete bane of the existence of Asgard. That you know. He wasn't always the lowest of the low. He wasn't the person down in you know the poorest part of town. He got to live, you know, with the best. And even though he was always behind Thor, he was you know always behind Thor. You're still, Thor in the was castle, still yeah, you're, you're still in the castle. Yeah, you're yeah. still you're still in the top flight. And I, <laughs> I mean, and like you were saying with his mother with Frigga, um, I. <sighs> Her, she is one of my favorite characters in the entire MCU, and I believe I, um, I had her ranked when we did our top five. You know, supporting characters. Yeah, she was. She she was. She was one of mine, and I feel like she's so important to the development of Thor and to Loki, and on top of just being a really cool character in her own right. But. She's so important to them, and she is the one thing that grounds Loki um, in Asgard because everything else in Asgard he sees as foreign. And as you were saying, well, if everything else, everything is foreign in Asgard to him, well, then that also makes his mother foreign to him as well. But she's the one thing that he clings on to in, in a form of like humanity in a lot of ways.
0: For sure, and we really see the the depths of his love for her in the remarkably sad moments of this yeah. film yeah, where she's killed yep. and you see one of the, I guess, prison guards coming to tell him. You see him kind of pacing around the room. And this was just after he told the, the freak monster dude to what, go upstairs to, to, go the, upstairs, left. to the left. Yeah. yeah, Take the stairs to the left. And then, so he's pacing around his cell and he hears the news and you kind of see him just nod his head. And then the camera pans out and just in one of the more like stellar shot scenes of in in MCU history, you, you don't see his face; you just see him clench his fists with rage, and this like power, yeah, like er, emotes from his body, and it just dis- disrupts the whole room, and things go flying, yeah. yeah. And you could just see it like it's his rage of his mother being killed, yeah. And then later, as Thor is going to talk to him, you know, Thor picks up on the fact that he's he has this whole veiled. Yeah, he could see? sense that he's yeah, yeah, he's hiding
2: something. He's yeah. hiding
0: something. Yeah. Um and you see Oh man, it's so heartbreaking yeah, when that the veil comes off of that scene and you see the room is destroyed, he looks like crap. I think yeah. he's been stepping on glass or yeah. something. Like it's yeah. just it yeah. just is not pretty.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's a really interesting look into Loki as a character in himself. It kind of creates this idea of how much does he shield from the world how much does he live outside of the real world um, in, in his own head and the what he shows to other people you know how much depth is there to him and that is something that could be really cool to see in this series is how much is if he doesn't have all these things that are you know triggers to himself how much will naturally Come out about himself, you know, because we've seen all this depth that was created by these heartbreaking situations that have happened to him and all these tribulations. But what is going to happen when he doesn't have those huge moments to push him? Do does he go deeper?
2: Yeah, and it's it's funny you say like he he's walking around like uh, with a veil or, or yeah um it's almost like he's walking around uh, like as his social media persona yeah. rather than uh, his his actual self because he's trying to put on that that face yeah. of like always perfect always everything like I'm Loki like I'm above yeah. all yeah. Uh it's it's yeah. it's a funny comparison there. yeah
1: like he always has something witty to say like, yeah he 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 always hides behind his have to be the smartest between, guy in the room yes yeah. yes that type of thing he uses. It was a really good physical representation of what he has always been doing verbally by, you know, creating distance between him and everyone else, especially Thor. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And you mentioned his rage, like seeing, it, seeing his rage in that moment. Uh, and then, like, later on, like in the battle with the Dark Elves, like, Thor says, I, I don't think I can trust you. And then he, he looks at him and he's like, trust the rage. Like we saw the rage explode in the in the jail cell yeah. and then we saw him actually like work with Thor and be able to execute and get rid of the Dark Elves in the yeah. end of the battle. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that scene where, you know, we're led to believe that Loki is actually betraying Thor because yeah. but they were deceiving the Dark Elves in that. It was that was yeah. a great scene too. Um you know, that movie it. <laughs> If only the villain would have been better, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Because it wasn't – there were so many good things in that movie, so many important things and good scenes. See,
2: would – okay, so Christopher Eccleston obviously played the Malekith, the Dark Elf. Uh, Would it have been better if Mads Mikkelsen stayed on to play uh, Malekith instead of Christopher Eccleston?
1: I feel like – oh, Mads Mikkelsen could have played a very – like the way he portrays things, he's a very menacing, very – I mean, he he's a very interesting guy it would have been interesting to see if he had been able to actually pull that off because he is he plays that you know that character very yeah, well I heard, like I heard the, he's the tired villain. of playing
2: villains <laughs> yeah. I mean you can't help it man look at the guy I,
1: I mean he ended up playing a villain like what four years later in the MCU anyway <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah that's true
0: That's true. Um, okay so I think that's maybe oh and then Loki fakes his death in this film Again, you know, yes. <laughs> and um, and then Thor is, is led once again to believe that he's dead again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we see him in Ragnarok once more. We do. Um, so let's talk about Ragnarok, my favorite MCU film again. Um, gosh, love this movie so much. Yeah, it's, man. it's
2: a great movie. Uh, and uh, I mean, Taika Waititi does with these characters such a great job. Takes him yeah. to another. Yeah. He he pushes them to another level. Um, like I think this is like the, obviously the turning point for Thor, and Thor becomes uh, he was an okay character, and now he's a great character yeah. because of everything that was done in this movie.
0: Yep. And uh, you know the way that we're introduced to Loki again, he's portraying Odin, which we see at the very end of um, uh, the Dark World, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so he's he's portraying Odin and he really banishes Odin to um, you know a place on Earth. Nor- Norway yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was or, Norway. You know. It was supposed to be Norway. Well, no, 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 no. It was in New York. It was like an elderly home, right? Because that's that's where they go oh, first. Oh, yeah, okay. and then
1: they th- he he's like I left him he right here. Escaped it's like right yeah. here on the
0: sidewalk, or right here where the building's <laughs> yes, being destroyed. Gotcha. <laughs> and again, it's just so many awesome, hilarious moments like this. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange is the one that kind of brings them to Norway. Yeah. And, again, another very beautiful scene with Odin where you see more depth into Loki's character. Despite everything that Loki did to Odin, Odin still says that he loves both of them. Yep. And you could see it in Loki's face where he's just like – I don't know. It's it's kind of like a compelling, like, I don't want your love, but also I want right. your love. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah I, mean, I, I mean it is kind of one of those things where, you know – Every son wants his father to, you know, love him, you know. And it's a very complicated setup, you know, when you think, just think about the base of the relationship. Then he technically stole him, but he did raise him as his own child. He could uh Odin could have been you know given him to a random family in asgard if he didn't if he felt bad about just leaving him there, he could have just given him to a random family and never had a second thought about his existence, yeah, but no, he decided to keep him in his house, keep him take care of him. he made those choices to treat him like Odin thought he should treat a son, whether it was you know the best treating of a son or not is kind of up to t- debate, you know, how much of, it, it's kind of one of those things where how much is this Loki just being a pain, and how much is this truly, Odin did not treat him all that well as they were growing up.
2: It's hmm. fair. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, Loki and Thor, <laughs> they get, uh, banished by Hella, right? Like, she, like, blows them away. Yep. yep. And, uh... <laughs> Loki always finds a way to, to end up in a better situation.
0: <laughs> with Using his mouth, <laughs> using, man. Yeah, using
2: his, his, his tongue, man, and just being able to talk himself yeah. into and out of situations. Why yep, yep. Thor is always in a situation where he's got to use his, his might and his yeah. brawn to either get into or get out of trouble. So, like, he immediately is in the, in the, the lounge room with, like, Grandmaster. Like, he's, yeah. uh, he's already in the circle. He got in Grandmaster's circle <laughs> Just like that, it feels like yeah. it does, man. And Thor is clawing his way from a scrapyard. Yeah, uh, to Thor's like locked uh, yeah. in the
0: chair. Where's your chair? I didn't get a chair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. But but yeah, so like that that goes to show you that like the amount of power Loki has. Um, that's
1: non-physical. Yeah. It's his brain. It's all intellectual. Yeah, which it creates the situation of almost like they'd be the perfect like buddy cop team if they could get over themselves. You know, like, like they so could true. be like they would be so good together because Thor could get them into could fight fight in any situation they could. You know, he could use his his handsomeness to get them wherever they needed to go. You know, but and um, Loki could talk them into any place they need to go. He could use his magic to do anything they need to do if they could just get over themselves and over their brotherly rivalry mm-hmm, long enough mm-hmm. to act as a team. Which
2: they start to do towards the end of this yeah.
1: movie. They do, Yep. But we
2: don't get to see that play out. Yeah, yeah not a whole lot. End yeah. game, I mean, uh, Infinity War puts the end of that
0: real quick. Yeah, yeah. Re- real quick. <laughs> and I mean, we saw at the end of um, at the end of Ragnarok, the post credit scene was, uh, you know, the the, the vessel that's con- that's taking the Asgardians away from their planet, um, being approached by. Thanos' ship, yeah, his o- yeah.
2: oversized ship. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I mean, we're, we don't need to spend a ton of time here. Um, there was some I, 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 Loki, go ahead.
2: Loki and Thor's interaction on Endgame with Thanos. Like Loki, he or, proved Infinity, he, War. Infinity, yeah, War. Infinity War, Infinity War. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, he proves it. He proves that he is over the hump, and he did choose Thor over yeah. himself at the end of the day because he tries to. Once again, sweet talk his way out with Thanos, but then launches the Hulk <laughs> on him and then fails. But then even after the Hulk fails, he's like, well, you still need somebody to help you show you New York, right? I, I can yeah. show you New York. Yeah, he's still trying. Yeah, he's still trying to talk his way. Right. And then the whole time Thor is like, oh, man, I, I, he's at it again. And me. Thor
0: was like telling Thanos, we don't have the Tesseract. It was blown up on yeah. Asgard. And then Loki reveals it. He's like... You really are the worst, bro. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, man. And then he does his little knife trick, and he tries to stab Thanos, and the rest is history. Well, here's the thing. Yep. You got
0: the rack in your hand, right? Yeah. Use Bl- it. Blow him away. Or no. Or send him somewhere. Go somewhere.
2: You yeah. go somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, then Thor would have died if he would have went somewhere.
0: <sighs> yeah, and I guess at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so. anyways, we we don't need to spend a ton of time talking about what happened in Infinity War. Uh, why don't we just spend the rest of the time on this show just a few minutes maybe speculating what we think might happen in this series where we're going um how you know maybe we'll start here I think Owen Wilson's Owen Wilson's character which I can't wait for uh, Mobius M Mobius he yep. he uh really rolls off the tongue there doesn't it um they'd be like Tyler T Tyler yeah sure yeah sounds great <laughs> but... thanks mom and dad um anyways uh I'm interested to see how he Works with Loki slash tells Loki what to do when Loki hasn't had, just as you were saying earlier, Shimado, hasn't had some of this development that is so crucial to humanize him, to ground him, the death of his mother, the death of his father, being cast out of Asgard, saving Asgard, all these things, right? Um, His relationship with his brother, everything. Um,
2: so I alluded to it earlier. I do feel like there's going to be a scene where Owen Wilson's character is going to show him what his timeline was and uh, say, like, look, this is what this is what you were fighting for. Like, th- like this is your mentality. And you threw it all away by doing something that was uh, stupid and irresponsible. And Loki's like, well, I mean, what do you want me to do about it? Like that kind of thing. And he that's how he kind of tried to reel him in. But uh, if I was Loki, I would not want to return to a timeline where your mom dies, your dad dies, and yeah. you die. Like, uh, but I do feel as though the time variant, variance authority is going to show him what his timeline could have been, uh, and then that's how he's going to get kind of—he's not going to develop fully like he did and as he lived it out. Right. But he's going to see kind of the decisions he made in, in the in yeah. that
1: timeline. Hmm. Yeah, I could something like that. Maybe maybe it's something where they have, an, they have um, because they're dealing with time, they can kind of jam realities together in the sense of how he feels. So he can experience it as well as not only see it, but he experiences those changes. And maybe his journey will be getting his mind to the point to where he's at the point where he was in Endgame. You know, you, kind of how you know, – you, almost like somebody with amnesia where you see – like you can kind of sense something about your life. It feels sort of real, but you don't really experience it at all because you can't really remember that part of it. And I think part of it will be about him feeling like those are his actual memories again. Like those are, those are his actual experiences. So
2: you're saying that there's going to be – Be an internal battle with him as of the memories of a timeline that didn't exist to uh, to his current self, and then what he
1: believes now. That's what you're saying. That could be a pretty cool
2: development to see. Pretty
1: much like how his current mindset from his 2012 version and his 2019 version don't meld with him, and he has to connect those two almost. He has to become, he has to make the decision of like, he feels the 2019 stuff, which he, it doesn't make sense to him. He has to go through some journeys and things like that to where those things make sense. But we do see, see
2: that. We do see this kind of with Nebula when the Nebula is kind of sensing her. Yeah. Uh, past self, future self. Yeah. Uh, so maybe something like
0: that will happen with Loki as well.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Potentially. You talking about when like Gamora is trying to convince the 2014 Nebula to like, you know, or it, no, no. It was not Gamora. It was um the the 2019 Nebula trying to convince the older Nebula.
1: Yes, but yeah, that's yeah, it. that scene. Yeah, I mean, what, like the idea that it's 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 in him somewhere. It just yeah. needs to be pulled out, pretty yeah. much.
0: Well, and then there's the whole discussion of like, what is the point of the show? Like, I think it sounds like the TVA is. Trying to take advantage of Loki's skills, which again we have talked about him getting himself in and out of uh challenging tight spots, right? Looks like they're gonna be using his skills, his skill set to write the to fix the timeline. I think yeah. they even say that at one point. <laughs> they're Gosh, use, I cannot they're wait to, to see D
1: B Cooper. That's what it looks that's what
2: it looks like. Yeah, on the airplane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh it looks like they're gonna use him as like a cosmic kind of like James Bond.
1: Yep. Well what would be interesting huh. is if like they they're using him it, it's a dual path where both sides um you know um uh, benefit from it. You know, he's going to do a lot of the um, emotional journey in his through his mind as he's going through these tasks. Well, maybe some monetary benefits as well. Maybe it starts out as a monetary benefit, almost, or a get out of prison benefit, since it seems like he may be, mm-hmm. you know, prisonery. The TV in the TVA gets. You know he uh, gets the advantage of having him do these uh, jobs for them to help fix this thing. Maybe it's going to be something to where they'll move him to the point to where they can drop him back into the MCU timeline, and he he yeah. won't really miss a That'd lot be of beats. That'd be cool. With, um, uh, from where he where he came from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: It's definitely. I mean,
2: it, it's going to be. Interesting. Every episode is going to be where they're going to go. What's this going to do? Like, I feel like it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of WandaVision feels to it. Because like, yeah. WandaVision, we were always speculating every single week what was going to happen. Yeah. Cause, whereas, like, Winter Soldier, um, that uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, we were like, oh, okay, cut and paste, like, action yeah. TV series. But uh, I do think Loki series is going to be... Like everybody in the world's gonna, world's gonna be watching for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be yeah.
1: so fun! <laughs> yeah, it's just like the the scope of it and the fact that magic is related to it and potential time travel. Like, uh, it's. It opens so many, like, portals for your storytelling to go through. It's just endless, we, the possibilities, we, which is one thing I think that uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier lacked was there wasn't the endless possibilities.
2: We might have to uh, start every episode review with, like, a 10-minute a uh, time travel explanation for T-Roll. Yeah. For, for me? Yeah. yeah, I was
0: just going to... I'm glad he said that. I was just going to say, like, man, son of a gun, we're going to talk about time travel again. Yeah.
2: Every okay. week for the next six weeks. Yeah,
0: there was, like, a... There was just like a whole phase of this podcast where we didn't really plan it, but it felt like every week we yeah. ended up talking about time travel.
1: Yeah, it was like the, – the, there was a time period where like a month, a month and a half. We had <laughs> three, four, maybe five times in on the pod where we ended up talking about it. I know it was like Palm Springs yeah. and there, <laughs> yeah. was a, there wasn't even an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where, right. where yeah. there was a whole bunch of time travel elements oh involved gosh. and Tenet. Tenet was the other one. Like, it was all those things together (laughs) just messing with your
0: mind. Yep. I I think Loki will have some of that. I agree. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, once again, we want to encourage everyone who's listening to please come back next week as we will have a review of episode number one. It's going to be a lot of fun. We want to ask that you would um, share this podcast with some of your friends, some of your friends who like listening to Marvel or excuse me, like watching Marvel movies and shows. Um, you know, let us kind of, uh, come on this journey with you and with some of your friends as you enjoy this new content. So boys, anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here?
2: Uh I mean excited about Loki for sure but uh make sure you guys are still keeping up with the Bad Batch Star Wars yeah. it's Oh yeah that's it, right. Yeah it is it's it's awesome. It really is. There's a lot of little uh cameos and in yeah. or, origins of characters you didn't think uh you needed an origin for but you got one and it was awesome. So yeah, definitely keep up with the Bad Batch. We're going to have another uh like a, an episode breakdown coming up soon. Uh so yeah, keep keep up with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, not a whole lot left to say, but I mean, I, I can't wait for this low-key TV show to come out, and uh, I'm really excited to be able to walk through a new show with you with uh, with you guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: It sure is. It sure is. All right. Well, with all that in mind, uh, for my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.